Taiwanese athletes are often barred from showing their national flag at international sporting events due to pressure from Beijing, but not this time. At the 2023 World Police and Fire Games being held in Canada, the pressure came from within. Taiwan's team was told by its own officials that they couldn't show their flag during the opening ceremony. One official said this was because of a tacit understanding with the game's organizers. But a firefighter from Taoyuan denies this, saying all flags are acceptable at the competition. Regardless of who is right, Taiwan's team members brought the flag with them to the podium after winning three golds and four silvers in bodybuilding and wrestling. There is a tacit understanding that we had reached with the event's Canadian organizers. Our colleagues who participated at their own expense probably didn't understand the processes involved. It's a total lie. Since 2009, the organizers haven't followed the model used by the Olympics. They have turned a blind eye to it. We wrote to the organizers, and the response we got from them is that every flag is permitted. So any flag could be used. Regardless of who you are, athletes who join the competitions at their own expense or our fellow compatriots carrying our national flag into international competitions and fighting for the highest honor is a good thing. Minister of the Interior Ling Yo Chang also responded to the incident through a Facebook post telling the officials leading the Taiwanese team to freely show the national flag during the competition. Meanwhile, a picture from the competition's official Instagram account does show Taiwan's team posing with the national flag after arriving at the Winnipeg airport. The flag was also on display when Taiwan participated in the competition last year in the Netherlands. Today, we take you to meet Taiwanese-Australian singer and songwriter Kim Yang. Her music career began in 2009 after auditioning for Taiwan's Super Idol. Since then, she has performed in many countries, sharing her stories and experiences. Her next concert will be in Taipei on August 11th. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang caught up with the singer-songwriter to discover the inspiration behind her songs. This is Kim Yang, a Taiwanese-Australian indie folk singer-songwriter. Many of her songs are about human vulnerability and strength. The song Brave hopes to inspire people to say no and not be afraid to set healthy boundaries. Brave is a song that I wrote after I had a mental meltdown. <laughs> I think uh, as an emerging artist, I had to say yes to a lot of things, a lot of jobs, even though I did not want to do them at all. Um, I guess I just tried so hard to get my name out there. I wrote the song um, after a mental meltdown and realized that I really need to be brave enough to say no, to look after myself. Um, and I just hope people can do that too, especially for young women in any industry, really. Yang lived in Taiwan till she was 24. Since she was young, she was always passionate about music. 
She auditioned for Taiwan's Super Idol in 2009, but didn't start singing full-time until she moved to Canberra. This song, written by Yang, is titled Fantasy, and it's dedicated to her parents. To be honest, my parents, they were kind of reserved about me doing music full-time. Um, at the time, when I told them about doing music full-time, they were really shocked. They were like, oh, how are you going to feed yourself? Do you have enough money? Um, look, I, I love Taiwan, and I love my parents, and um, sometimes there's a bit of cultural differences and I probably learned a lot from Australia as well so this song fantasy is really about me fantasizing a bit more love and validation from my parents um, for, for me just to be a musician. Yang moved to Canberra in 2012 where she worked many different jobs. In 2017 she started writing songs in hopes of sharing her stories with the world. She busked around Canberra and performed in markets and cafes. When I was in my late 20s, I had some regret, I guess, because I used to be on a TV show back in Taiwan here. Uh, it's called Chao Ji Yo Xiang San. And I almost got a contract, but I didn't, I didn't uh, accept the uh, recording contract. So there's always like what ifs in my life. So what if I tried? What if I, you know, give it a go? So I did give it a go in my late 20s. Uh, and, uh, and now I've been performing uh, since, yeah, 2017 and um, I got my own band, my own shows and sell out shows and play at uh, music festivals in Australia as well. So. Since then, she has written numerous original songs and collaborated with renowned local artists and played at major venues in Australia and around the world. This original song by Yang, Miss Chance, is a tribute to a young fan who encouraged her to keep pursuing music. A little young girl, she saw me on the TV show and she wrote me an email um, and I knew she was really sick, she had chemotherapy um, and her mom wrote an email for her and said, hey, my daughter really loved your music, can you please um, keep doing more music because at the time I sort of gave up music after the TV show because I think I was only 20, 19 or 20 and I got really sad about being criticized by people because once you put yourself out there, there's always different noises, like frustrated with music, I didn't want to do anything, so I didn't respond until three years later, <laughs> um, but then that email address became disconnected, so I never knew how she is whether she's still there or not, whether she recovered from chemotherapy. So I also wrote a song to, to, to thank her. I am a fragile come to me with a With many new songs in the works, Yang hopes to continue singing and writing music to inspire more people to chase their dreams and share their stories. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Yang Kai in Taipei.
Direct flights between Taipei and Prague were launched two weeks ago, and now e-gate services at the two destinations have begun. The Czech Republic was already a major destination for Taiwanese travelers, and now officials expect travel to pick up even more, paving the way for more exchanges between the two nations. One travel traveler says she would be more likely to visit Prague now that she has access to the e-gate, while a travel blogger calls it welcoming news given the typically long lines for immigration entry into the Czech Republic. With either facial recognition or a thumbprint scan, getting through immigration takes less than two minutes using the automated e-gate system, saving travelers time. The foreign ministry has announced that travelers to Prague can also now take advantage of e-gate starting July 30th. I think it's much more convenient because you can get through immigration faster. There's no need to go through all the troublesome procedures. E-gate saves a lot of time. Less than two weeks ago, direct flights were launched between Taipei and Prague. Those flights, operated by Taiwanese carriers, were warmly welcomed by the Speaker of the Czech Parliament and the Mayor of Prague, bringing the two countries even closer. The Czech Republic is a popular destination for Taiwanese travelers, and before the COVID-19 pandemic, more than 190,000 Taiwanese visited the Eastern European country annually. In April, following the lifting of pandemic restrictions, Taiwanese accounted for the highest increase in tourist numbers to the Czech Republic. Now, with the launch of direct flights and e-gate service, there are bound to be even more Taiwanese making the trip. This is a great benefit for Taiwanese travelers. The Czech Republic is an important gateway into Europe. It has beautiful sights, but the lineups to get through immigration are typically quite long. Before the pandemic, when I traveled to Europe for work, I discovered that Italy and Germany had special measures to benefit passengers from Taiwan. Several countries, including the U.S., South Korea, Australia, and Italy, among others, have already allowed Taiwanese to use e-gate for entry. Now the Czech Republic has become the ninth country to allow automated entry through the system. With direct flights and e-gate in place, Taiwan and the Czech Republic are now brought even closer together, paving the way for expanded exchanges between the two countries. But tourism is certainly changing. The end of the pandemic has accelerated trends for personalized, unique travel experiences. The one-size-fits-all tours of the past are fast losing favor with the younger generation. But for travel agencies, organizing a personalized tour is a big ask. That means rising demand for digital tools to facilitate the complex, unique plans travelers want. Today, we meet one tech company which heard the call, creating a digital program to streamline customized tour bookings. Since global borders reopened, international travel is booming, and so is demand for private experiences at destinations in connection with local culture. Now a tech company has developed a system for that niche, enabling travel agents to easily take highly personalised bookings. Compared to the big tour groups of the past, customised travel certainly is better at meeting each traveller's image of the trip or their hopes and expectations. So we want to provide digital tools and digital solutions for travel companies so they have a chance to align with the market here. Entering the system, you open a new request and search for itinerary options. 
At the end, a cost estimate is produced, and before long, a customized booking is complete. Having to make bookings at many hotels and destinations and things like that actually really adds to the workload of the tour operators. Using this system, it can produce a booking form automatically, very fast after you've created an itinerary. Traditionally, part of a travel agent's job is to manually complete booking forms and phone up each business on the itinerary to confirm costs and details. But at least half of that work is skipped with this system, with imports elements from a database. It can take a half or just a third of the time to complete. Copying it down manually can take five or ten minutes or even more, but the system produces it with one click in two or three seconds. We can create more junctures for change in the market. Another thing is, from now on, for the traveler, every journey can be meaningful because they took part in designing the itinerary. The pandemic has accelerated digitalization of the travel industry. Formulaic tours are no longer good enough. For the generation that has a smartphone at its fingertips 24/7, the age of personalized travel is here. An online food delivery platform and the restaurant reviewed the 500 Bowls Award jointly organized a bazaar at Huashan Creative Park over the weekend. Twelve of this year's finalists set up stalls, serving up their specialties. As many as 15,000 people turned up in two days, polishing off all the delectable treats on both days. When fried braised pork comes out of the pan, its skin is golden and crispy, with a bit of burnt aroma, and that's something hard to resist. Kids relish its flavor, and then there is also saltwater chicken made with fresh tender chicken, green beans, bean curd, pickled vegetables, and chopped green onion. Through the event, stall operators promoted their specialties, while visitors enjoyed delicious food and great weekend fun. Dentures are increasingly common in Taiwan's aging society. Now, digital technology provides more options to produce dentures quickly and easily. 3D printing allows a whole set of teeth to be made in one day. A patient can walk into the dental clinic in the morning. And leave with dentures in their mouth that afternoon. In the past, that process would take a minimum of two weeks. Let's now step into a clinic to see the work in action. A dentist scans the patient's mouth with a tiny camera. In real time, a 3D model appears on the computer screen. These days, a set of dentures can be made in one day. Dentists work with dental technicians to immediately 3D print the new dentures in the clinic. The doctor scans the mouth and then sends us the file. The advantage of digital is that when you look at it here, it's very clear. The image is magnified again and again. Every corner of the mouth is clear. The model can forecast how the jaws will meet in a bite. After the technician has designed a denture, the ceramics are put into a grinder and cut into shape in about six minutes. The teeth which are cut for us by the machine are about 80% finished. Then they need to be worked on in post by the technician. It's the technician's time to shine. They correct the grain on the denture surface in 10 minutes. A photo is used to dye them in another 10 minutes, mimicking the translucence of tooth enamel. Finally, they go in a high-temperature ceramics oven to fix the color.
Compared to the traditional method, mistakes are likely to be smaller. We can complete a single molar in about half an hour, including the design and processing. If we need to do a full set of 28 teeth for the patient, it's no problem to finish it all in one day. Some older people may be infirm, and it's inconvenient for them to come into the clinic. We can now complete the dentures for them in one day. Traditionally, for example, there might be issues with the fitting, and we would have to send the dentures back to the technicians. In the past, dentures would be made by hand in a technical workshop. It would take about two weeks and longer if adjustments were needed. But with a 3D printer, it just takes one day and is all done on the spot in the clinic, increasing efficiency and reducing errors. The only catch is the cost. Digital design and 3D printing basically use the same materials as traditional methods, or even better. Now we're bringing titanium alloys into various applications. Compared to traditional metals, it's lighter in weight but stronger. As Taiwan's population ages, demand for dentures is always growing. These digital technologies can make the production of false teeth easier and swifter and give patients more options. The sixth storm of the year, Kanun, was officially upgraded from tropical storm to typhoon on Sunday afternoon. It will come closest to Taiwan proper on Tuesday and Wednesday. Though forecasters say it won't be making landfall, its outer periphery will cause winds and brief showers starting Tuesday. Let's hear from the Central Weather Bureau. As of 2 o'clock this afternoon, the year's sixth typhoon, Typhoon Kanun, was over the ocean southeast of Ulaanbi, about 1,300 kilometers away. In terms of intensity, it strengthened into a typhoon at 2 o'clock this afternoon. In the future, its intensity will increase slightly, but there's a high probability that it'll remain as a regular typhoon. On Tuesday, the main area of rainfall will be in the northern region with northerly and northwesterly winds. Then on Wednesday, the wind direction will start to change, coming in from the southwest. The area of rain will also be shifted to the central and southern regions. The storm's potential track area shows that it is heading toward Okinawa and that it will turn west-northwest in the southern part of the East China Sea and enter into Zhejiang, China. The CWB is keeping a close watch on the storm. Should its path turn southward, a sea warning could be issued.